0: Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Combat Veteran Breakdown. I'm, as always, your host, Paul, combat veteran, MMA fighter, YouTuber, and doer of all sorts of other things. Man, and today I'm going to do a super popular format. This is, of course, my gun tier list. This is, for algorithm purposes, this is definitely me talking about video games and absolutely me not assessing these guns as real, well, guns. Let's get into it. Boom, there we go. As you can see, we have the S through F tier. The S I've recently learned is in fact the best, and the rest look like the grades that we got in high school. Uh I feel like most of us probably probably are more familiar with the C, D, and F range. We've all been there. I feel you, bro. But nonetheless, what is the metrics that we're gauging here these are their tiers as real world weapons of combat right so obviously none of this is scientific just don't don't even let's get started we have first the icon the ak-47 this is of course manufactured all over the world cloned a million times designed after World War II and not updated in any meaningful way since. Of course, it can be made in even an idiot's machine shop. Parts can be found, scavenged, uh, duct taped back together, um, replaced with other parts from other AK-like weapons. Um, It's incredibly easy to use. Almost an idiot can and almost certainly has operated this weapon so rest assured we are going to call it the a tier i i I mean i think honestly you couldn't design a more effective battle rifle for the modern age no one the idea of hitting targets accurately uh, has just basically gone by the wayside in warfare in favor of suppression and volume quantity as they say has a quality all its own And our friend the AK and Mikhail Kalashnikov just understood this, that the most important thing a bullet does is fly really fast in the general direction of the enemy. And he designed a firearm that can do just that. You can use it with almost no training, you don't even need to read, and you can maintain the weapon basically by looking down the barrel and making sure that you can still see light shining through if you can't run a rod through it the attached rod in fact through it until you can see light again and your gun is back to operational i'm exaggerating but honestly only a little bit as we saw with Grand Thumbs test you have to do work to get stop an ak system from firing now that's why we've put it in the a tier when i was deployed the afghan army Uh, You know, they would do M16s and AKs. It would depend on what unit they were, who they had been fielded by. But guess what? The AKs were the ones they were able to use day in, day out. I don't even know if I saw that many really effective users of the M16. So that is why the AK is sitting in A tier. Moving on, we have Glock 17. All right. Glock 17 is the most commonly sold firearm in the United States and with good reason. It is looks it is reliable, it is super common. Literally the taking a Glock mag is a trait that like a third of all the weapons that fire in 9mm have. There's even, you can even get carbines now that take Glock mags. And that's just a testament to the fact that if you have to have a weapon, you might as well be affordable and have lots and lots and lots and lots of parts. That said, ergonomically, this thing's kind of a mess, and uh, aesthetically, it looks absolutely gross. But you barely need to do maintenance on it, as long as you're continuously firing something resembling 9mm rounds through it, this thing will shoot. Uh, we issued Glocks to the Afghan army because basically we, the U.S. military realized these guys were never going to clean these weapons anyway. So they just gave them 9 mil Glocks out the wazoo. And frankly, for how much the U.S. spent on the Afghan military, those guys probably just threw the Glocks away and got new ones instead of reloading. So we are going to put that in B tier. It is every ounce as good as an AK in terms of reliability and modularity, uh, but it looks a little uglier. Now let's move on to some of the US military-issued firearms. I've just randomly selected this list, by the way. This uh, obviously isn't exhaustive, but they're firearms that I feel like I have fired enough to be able to form a meaningful opinion on them. Okay, we have the M9. This is the Beretta 92F, is the civilian nomenclature of the U.S. military standard issue 9mm pistol. I can't begin to tell you how bad this pistol is. This thing is hot, straight garbage. F tier is too good for this thing. The 92F is clunky. It's so incredibly heavy. It... It doesn't have the capacity that you need for a, a sidearm. It, The sights are not that accurate. The cleaning and disassembly is needlessly complex. It's not that reliable. Uh, smaller, weaker soldiers that will limp wrist the firearm will constantly jam it it's just it's just bad it's so bad that the u.s military was like we can't let the afghans handle this weapon because it is too janky for even them right and remember the 92f is contemporary with the glock there was no reason they couldn't have adopted the glock 17 other probably than some there's probably some sort of contract-based corruption somebody's cousin got hired by beretta or something But, regardless of why, US military got stuck with it as a sidearm, and God help us, people had to lug that piece of crap around, praying for the day that it would be replaced. Unless, of course, you were a special forces operator, in which case you got a 1911 and then switched over to like a SIG or something. Now let's look at the venerable M4, or the AR-15. Now it's got a lot going for it, it's pretty reliable. It's very accurate. It has a lot of cool accessories. But there's a problem. There's one thing keeping it out of S tier. And that's AR-15 people. That's right. The AR-15 person is what ruins this gun. Yes, the US military, M4 issued, carried it around in Afghanistan. A truly reliable firearm. But... The civilian people that love their AR-15s, they're just so douchey. They're so douchey. They love their guns. They almost never shoot them. They associate this particular firearm with a symbol of their freedom to own guns, right? The problem is this is the equivalent of owning a performance supercar when you just barely passed your driver's test, right? You need to have a lot of training to put this bad boy to use in what it's good at right being a combat battle rifle or a combat or battle carbine and most people can barely win the battle with obesity so it's just just that alone means that this thing cannot go in S tier where it belongs if its owners were respectable right so it sits firmly there in A tier until of course AR-15 owners get their, you know, weight and cringe levels back down to acceptable levels. Now we're going to look at another classic. This is the Remington 870. God bless this weapon. This thing is going straight in S tier. Why? Because it is one weapon that does everything you want it to. Now I know what you're thinking. You're asking, man, Paul, this isn't a combat rifle. This thing it doesn't even have rifling it's a shotgun exactly it is a ultra reliable pump-action shotgun that takes 12 gauge ammunition super common you could find it in any country in the world this is incredibly incredibly reliable just a few simple parts easy to clean and maintain and it's useful for almost everything a regular person or most every, almost every regular person could ever possibly want for a firearm Right you want to hunt deer with it done get some slugs or some buckshot and go to town You want to hunt bird get some bird shot. It's good. You want to shoot skeet or trap? Get some tra- hunt, trap loads and have fun. You can show up you want to use it to defend your house this is a great self-defense weapon. It's it's one I vastly prefer uh, because of the.